There's an idea going around that TCU played just a perfect game against Michigan. It was a, you know, once in a lifetime type thing, a huge upset. And listen, based on the point spread, it was a huge upset. But I have good news for Frog fans. I actually think TCU can play better. I don't think they played their best game on Saturday, even though they got that win over Michigan. I'll explain next on Lockdown Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are Locked On Horn Frogs. It is a daily TCU podcast. Please subscribe on our YouTube channel if you have not, or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform if you are digesting this uh via audio we appreciate you listening or watching however you're doing it tcu playing for a national title uh, a week from today as i'm recording this on monday january 2nd against georgia most exciting time i think ever to be a horn frog fan i mean 2014 2015 seasons were great the rose bowl season was outstanding there are other years that have been really good for tcu football but haven't played for a national title since 1939 and really i mean back in those days uh, it was just the the AP poll that would decide after the season kind of who was the best. So that game against Carnegie Mellon, I believe it was, that wasn't even necessarily the de facto national title game. It was just a bowl game, a big-time bowl game that they won. And so uh, being on a stage they've never been before, this is huge. It's significant for the program. It's great for the future of TCU. And, um, you know, this is sort of popped in my mind. We talked so much this past summer about expansion and the Big 12 and what happens. Getting to a national title game in football is massive as far as garnering respect and making sure that hopefully you're one of the players if and when this becomes more of a power two or three instead of a power five. But with the expanded playoff, I think some of that is mitigated. Anyway, let me back. Let me get back to the point that I teased in the open, which is, TCU beats Michigan on Saturday. Great performance by the Frogs. I don't say this in any way to disparage what they did. I say this uh, to bring some optimism and some hope because I think Georgia's going to be a bigger test. You know, Georgia has better athletes on the outside than Michigan. And I was surprised at how Michigan threw the football. Um, you know, they, they had some success attacking, especially in the middle of the field in play action, attacking those linebackers and safeties and coverage. I expect Georgia to do the same thing. Brock Bowers is a heck of a tight end. But Georgia has better athletes on the outside. Um, I think their defense, even though they gave up a lot of points to Ohio State, if they're playing their best, is better than Michigan. So bottom line is, TCU is going to need to find another level or hope that Georgia just plays down um, like they did in the Ohio State game to win this football game. And so how do you do that if you're coming off a huge upset where it feels like a lot of things went right? And a lot of things did go right. Two pick sixes. Uh, Michigan had the ball. I think bigger than that, even Michigan had the ball inside the five twice. I don't necessarily mean bigger than that. Just like the pick six, I don't want to act like that's a fluky thing. I mean, those are plays that Bud Clark and D Winters made. The fourth down stop was a play that defense made. The fumble, well, I mean, that was just kind of good fortune. But those things fall into place, right? They fell into place at the right moment, and it, it created a recipe for TCU to build a significant lead early in that football game. And then you know, hold on and and keep Michigan from coming back. But TCU didn't play a perfectly clean football game. 
Max Duggan threw two interceptions. One was a great play by uh, Colson, the linebacker of Michigan. Broke up the pass. I think it was Tay Barber. And it was intercepted over the middle. Probably one that Max shouldn't have thrown. The second was, I mean, the ball just, it got on Darius Davis and hit him in the chest and bounced off and Michigan ends up intercepting it. So, they turn the ball over, which that's not something they've done much this year. Marty Mercado had a fumble that allowed Michigan to recover and cut the lead to three. They haven't put the ball on the ground a lot this year. That Those are things that were out of character and, and things that they can clean up and not do against Georgia. And Michigan ended up scoring 14 points off those turnovers. Would have been 21 if that uh, uh, Roman Wilson touchdown counted. But TCU can clean that up. That's something they can eliminate in the national title game. Also gave up a lot of explosive plays on defense in the second half, right? As good as they were on defense at times, and they got the stops they had to, um, Michigan was able to throw the ball against them. And I think so much of, you know, what they were doing to try to come up and stop the run and not allow Donovan Edwards and company to beat them in that regard affected what was going on in the passing game. But J.J. McCarthy made some big-time throws. He had one drive where he just kind of ran. He probably should have done that more in that in that game. And I, I think TCU can bring a better performance that will challenge Georgia. Now, one thing about Georgia, Kirby Smart, he is a former Nick Saban assistant. And there's been a number of those guys through the years that have branched out and done their own thing. And a lot of them were not successful. The two that have been really successful, honestly, have been Lane Kiffin and Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart, much more successful than Lane Kiffin. Lane has a fun program at Old Miss that, you know, seems to win eight to ten games a year. But Kirby, he's similar to Nick in that he is obsessive about details. So he has all this talent. George has a ton of talent, a lot of blue-chip players. But they obsess about details, the little things, right? So Michigan... I think there were some miscues that I don't expect Georgia to make. Now, some of those miscues were just forced by TCU playing really good football. But I, I expect a cleaner football game from Georgia. And I saw on, uh, Sonny Dykes and Kirby Smart were on game day today. And Kirby apparently didn't know that game day was at the Rose Bowl because he's been so obsessive about TCU film, which, okay, I rolled that, Kirby. Like, we get it. You're, you're locked into the national title game. Uh, this is a team that, in Georgia, they're back in the national title game. They know what it takes to win on the stage. They're really talented. Um, their coach is obsessive about the little things and the details that I think Michigan kind of overlooked. I feel like Michigan overlooked TCU. I think they did, and they paid for it. We'll see what Georgia and their mentality is. But I think TCU can play a better game than they did on Saturday. So I don't see what happened against Michigan – as just some, some unobtainable goal that's not going to happen again. I feel like this team can play a cleaner football game and be even better when they square up against Georgia, and they're probably going to need to be to get that victory. When we come back, we'll talk about this running back situation. I do want to give a shout-out to LinkedIn, though. You see the overlay there if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you need to hire people, just go to LinkedIn. Don't make it hard. Don't try to be like a smart guy who has some new fangled – you know, job search site that you think is better, trust LinkedIn, trust the pros. Go to linkedin.com slash locked on college, post your job for free. You can use their hashtag hiring frame to get more attention on your job post. 
brand recognition is the main thing with LinkedIn. Everybody knows it's a good service. It's a place to go if you're looking for work. Acquiring talent, developing talent is the most important thing when come when it comes to running your business. LinkedIn jobs. Get the applicants you need for free. They have screening questions. Help you, you know, narrow down what you're trying to do, who you're trying to find. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Okay, so uh, let me take a swig of water here real quick. Sorry. There is a uh, some sort of cold bug going through my house pretty much all the time because I have four kids. But it's affecting the kids right now, and it's gotten to me. And so the consistent weather changes here in Texas don't really help. Anyway, you don't care about that. It was just me trying to get some context for why I just took a swig of water on uh, my podcast there. And the thing about doing a solo podcast, there's there's really no break. Anyway, you don't care about these things. I'm just kind of rambling. Um, so Kendra Miller, he left the game against Michigan with a apparent knee injury. Uh, got kind of tangled up on a tackle. And it's disappointing because Kendra looked, I, I think it was the most explosive and physical he's looked maybe since the Texas game. He's kind of dealt with some nagging injuries here and there. I don't know how connected they are, but it just seems like he's not able to to, to get through his full workload. This appeared to be a new a new situation. After the time off, he looked pretty good. Um, he told Brandon Marcello, who writes for 247 Sports, that he expects to play in the national title game. Now, that was immediately after the semifinal game, so I don't know what kind of prognosis he got on the field. I'm sure they're going to run some more tests and do some more things throughout the week. Now, Mari DiMercato stepped in, and he was fantastic. He had the fumble, which I mentioned earlier. My goodness, I mean, you couldn't really ask for more. 17 carries, a buck 50, a touchdown. Had that huge, I think it was like a 68-yard run in the second half that set up his one-yard touchdown run. I mean, he's a pro. I trust Amari uh, to get in there and mix it up and do what he needs to do and churn out yards. That being said, TC really needs Kendra Miller healthy. I, I think he adds a different element to this run game. I think he adds some explosiveness, uh, some toughness, and some physicality to this team that they need um, when he's at his best and he's kind of the bell cow of this offense. I think that helps balance out what this offense can do, which is they're really good at making explosive plays happen. Now in the first half of this game against Michigan, they sustained some drives. Second half, it was really big play, big play, long throw to Quentin Johnson sets up a touchdown, um, long Amari DiMercato run. So that's up a touchdown. A uh, little, little shallow cross, a little shallow screen to Quentin Johnson. He houses, you know, 75 yards after a nice little hesitation move. Michigan's got nobody in the back end. He takes it to the house, right? Oh, that's great. I expect that they're going to sustain some more drives throughout the game against Georgia. And I say that. I expect them to have explosive plays because they've had explosive plays all year. I just think they're probably going to have to move the chains a little bit more and Miller gives you the ability to do that. Now, another aspect of this rushing attack is they did get back to, and me and, and Matt talked about this, they did get back to some of those Max Duggan-designed runs, especially in the red zone. He was a little more apt to scramble. I think it's it's added you know, another element to this offense that, that is tough to stop and that is needed. And C.J. Stroud did this against Georgia. Things broke down and he took off. And he made things happen with his feet. And that's certainly something the Max can do, and he does at a high, high level. 
So you want to see more of that. But if Miller can't go, it's kind of fascinating because DiMercato is going to get the workload, you imagine, the, the, the lion's share of it. And then Max is going to do his thing. Didn't really see – didn't see Imani Bailey or Trent Battle hardly at all. Trent Battle had a big tackle on the special teams. Battle's not been like a prototypical running back for them. He's not been somebody they hand the ball off to between the tackles. They usually like to use him on swing passes, get him out of the backfield, use him in some routes. So maybe you see some more of him, possibly Bailey, but I, I really – I expect – I expect Kendra gets out there and – uh and totes the rock for TCU. And I think the reason I say that, this staff has been really, really cautious this year with guys. They tweak something or they get hurt. And, I mean, I think part of it is they just really trust the depth they have on this roster. But they're not afraid to just say, hey, let's shut it down. Let's give you some rest. And, I, I mean, I think obviously Kendra was banged up and he wasn't 100% or he would have been out there. But I just mean I think they really – try to look out for their guys in those injury situations and protect them from themselves because I know he wanted to get it back out there and play. Um, so hopefully he's good to go. And I feel like if if he's ready and he's 100%, then they're just going to have a much better you know opportunity against Georgia to move the ball consistently and get this done because he is just so, so good, um, you know, running the ball and turning out yards. Uh, quickly in our third segment, I'm just going to talk about TC basketball because they're playing right now. I know it's it's hard to like it's hard to dig into it because everything going on with football, but I do want to mention what's going on with TC basketball. I do also want to say though, um, man, what a fantastic sponsor we have in Bet Online. And if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, I've been I've been waiting, I've been trying to see is is this is this the time I'm going to dip my toe. In the uh, in the sports wagering game in the sports betting world, BetOnline is a great way to start. Georgia thirteen and a half point favorites going into this national title game. Come on, guys! You know the frogs are going to cover that. You know the frogs are going to cover that. And so, why don't you just put your money where your mouth is on BetOnline? Uh, they'll match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. You can use the promo code LockedOn to take advantage of that. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. They have all the info you need to make it happen. Um, and they're your one-stop shop for sports news and sports wagering. Okay, so uh, TCU basketball, just briefly. Frogs are 12-1. and They're 1-0 in the Big 12. Pulled off a 67-61 win over Texas Tech. This was an 11 a.m. tip on New Year's Eve. So, obviously, it got kind of lost in the pandemonium of um, like the Frogs playing Michigan in the college football playoff. But Mike Miles had 23 points. He was really, really good. Emmanuel Miller had 16. Damian Ball with 14. You know, Tech was leading by 11 at halftime. They had, uh, you know, a, like an 8 to 13 point lead for the majority of the first half. TC was really struggling to get stops. And it looked like, okay, this is, this is you know, a tough way to start Big 12 play, but maybe they'll start off with a loss here. Well, the Frogs bounced back in a big way in the second half, went on a run. Played really well towards the end of the game. You know, one thing that surprised me, one issue this team has, which is it's just frustrating as a fan to watch it, but they don't shoot free throws well. And so they've kind of found something. Jacoby Coles is getting some run late in these games because he's a good free throw shooter. And so they're trying to find – he's like their outlet in these late game situations when they know teams are going to foul them because they'll just put him on the line and he'll, and he'll get it done. 
So that's just kind of a funny adjustment they made. Mike Miles looked like the best player on the floor on Saturday, and that's a, a welcome sight for TCU. If that continues to be a trend this season, then you're talking about a TCU basketball team that could live up to the hype that was put before them before the season. They play Baylor in Waco on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, Bears struggling a little bit right now. They dropped their Big 12 opener in Iowa State. LJ Cryer, one of their big scorers, he was in concussion protocol. Not sure what his status is for Wednesday night's contest. But if you can go on the road and beat the Bears and get to 2-0 in conference play, that would be huge. We're watching you, TCU basketball, I promise you, and everybody will have more coverage of the Frogs basketball team as football season comes to an end. Hopefully, we're talking about your national champion, TCU football team, after Monday night. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 